Welcome to Taking Up Your Time with Bobby Benavides, and I am back with the first legitimate episode of the podcast. So um, you have the intro. Um, I thank you for the feedback from those of you who are able to send me a message saying they appreciated it. I, I appreciate you appreciating it. That's fun. Um, so I am in the I'm in a hotel room right now, which is fun. Um, I'm actually away for a work event. Um, work event is training. <laughs> it's not an event. I'm tired, um, but it's been fun. Um, so here I am. I had to, I got a new phone, got a new cell phone. Um, my wife got me a new cell phone for a uh, Father's Day, which is nice. Um, but I had to get it updated and do all that jazz. Um, went to went to with the phone updated and upgraded or whatever they got to do. Take the SIM card out of the old one, put it into the new one. And they're like, oh yeah. Well, I walk in and the guy's like, you know, he sees me and he's like, can I help you? And I said, yeah, here's my, here's my phone. I got a new one. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, flex or anything, but it was just got a new phone. He's like, oh, did you buy it from us? I said, no, I bought it used because I'm a baller on a budget. Um, and he was like, okay, so what do you need me to do? I said, I need you to take my old phone and transfer it over to the new phone. Can you do that? And he looks at it. He's like, hmm, well, oh, it already has a SIM card. Oh, yeah, this should be easy. I'm like, what if it wasn't easy? Would you just tell me no? Like, what were you going to do? Were you going to bail on me, like, in the process? Like, that's just, I don't know, man. These cell phone companies, these cell phone employees are crazy to me. But, you know, it is what it is. Got my phone. Took forever for it to get loaded up. Now, here it is. I got it. Here, Dragon. My phone. Anyway, if you just want, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you saw me do that. But if you're not, then you just missed me waving my phone at the camera, going my phone. All right, so there you go. Um, so the intro episode, you heard me talk about my first show, but then you also heard me talk about my one hour, uh, my first one hour, which is the second time that I stepped onto the stage in front of the microphone to tell jokes. Now. Um, what does that mean? This is how it all played out. Here's the story. Um, so I started out, I think I told you guys the story in the intro, but I'm going to just kind of run through again, just in case you didn't listen to the intro. So um, I did my 10-minute set for my friend's um, event that he had going on. I, uh, you know, I had some people say, hey, that's really good. You should do some more. I said, okay, that sounds fun. Let's do it. Um, so I started thinking about, well, where do I go? Well, like I said, there's a place called the Wanderlust, which is a nice like venue in uh, Philippi, West Virginia. It was great. It had um, it had ama amazing. It was amazing drinks, uh, great stage, great owner. It was awesome. Um, you might hear the air conditioner kick on. Anyway, um, so I call the owner. His name is Adam. Um, Adam Starks, a great great guy. He owned the place, and I said, "Hey, Adam." Um, would you be interested in doing a comedy event at your place? Um, which, you know, it sounded great, right? I was like, oh yeah, cool. Let's do the comedy thing. And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. He said, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, like whatever you want, whatever you want to do. Um, cause I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And he said, um, do you want to do an hour? And now I had, I had, I had three options. One 
I could have been like, uh, dude, I've never done this. I've only done 10 minutes. I don't even know if I'd be able to pull off an hour. Um, and I could have been like, maybe we need to rethink this and just leave it at that. Two, um, I could have just said, uh, no, thanks. And um, I'll, I'll go ahead and get some more work in and then I'll come back to you. Um, or three, which is what I did. Say yes. Now, it's not how you're supposed to do things. This is not how comedy works, okay? If you if you listen to any comedian, if you watch any comic, if you read any books, comedians don't just jump on and do an instant hour. They don't do that. Why? Because it takes a while to build up your, your, your stuff. Um, but as I share in the intro, comedy is not necessarily a big thing around these parts, okay? Especially in Philippi, West Virginia. So um, I kind of was banking on me being one of the first comedians people would probably see now that's a good thing or a bad thing right <laughs> because if i'm the first one they're going to see and i'm going to be someone who's never done this before then uh this is going to be horrible for them um or i can do really really well and they'd be like okay comedy could be fun um it was stupid i know you're listening to this one like this guy didn't know what he's doing you're right i didn't i had no clue i was so scared because i said yes now i said yes because i wasn't going to miss out on an opportunity i wasn't going to miss out on an opportunity to number one make people laugh number two be on a stage where stage time was not not i didn't know anything about stage time in the area i didn't know there was an open mic available in morgantown i didn't know there was an open mic available in huntington and honestly where I'm living, I'm about two hours away from all those parts. So it's like for me to get to these open mics was next to impossible. Um, and honestly, I don't even know if they were going on at that time. They they may have been. I don't know. I was I'm still I was still learning, obviously. But I wasn't going to turn it down. So I said yes. I had I, I believe I had three months, um, maybe four. I'd have to I'd have to go back and see, but I I, I want to say that I had three or four months to really prepare for doing this event. Now this this show, so I just started writing. I was watching the comics that I could find on Netflix. I was looking up like YouTube videos. I was kind of flashing back to what I used to watch with like Brian Regan, um, Jim Gaffigan, um, even <laughs> even um, uh, Dane Cook uh I, I was thinking back all those like different comedians that i used to watch and then of course i was watching some other ones where i was like learning from them and i was like okay this is what i could do i think i could do this so i just started writing out stories and writing out um different ideas that came to my head my punchlines weren't solid by any means and we'll talk about punchlines and all that stuff later on but my punchlines weren't solid um but I had some good like callbacks. So I, I would, I, I told a joke and then I would do a callback, which would be like where I, I told a joke and then maybe one or two jokes later, I would jump back to the, the previous, the joke that, you know, it could it, it basically calling back to a joke that, that I already told um, and draw and bringing them all together, coming full circle basically. And um, so I had those kind of things set up. I had stupid ideas about, 
Um, I think the first show, again, I, I haven't had, I need to go back and listen to it. Um, but I had the first show was talking about, uh, I think it's when I did my first homeschooling joke, um, talking a little bit about how my wife and I homeschool because we're stupid. Um, <laughs> Cause it's like, not something we do. We didn't have planned, but we just kind of like jumped into it. Um, I did. T- I think that's where I told Timmy's chickens joke. If you're familiar with my jokes, it's Timmy's chicken, save Timmy's chickens. I think I've talked about that. I think I used a different name though. I used Timmy, but then I talked about some other person who gave, who Timmy gave his chickens to. It was, it was, it's yeah. So anyway, that joke has progressed obviously into my special where I did a whole joke based on Timmy's chickens. Um, and, and I remember those jokes landing, which is why of course it carried over to my special. But, um, I remember thinking to myself, what did I get myself into? I have to do a one hour show in front of people who I know and some people I don't know. Um, I have to make this work because honestly, I want to be a comedian. I had to study, right? I didn't just go like, oh, I'm funny. People think I'm funny. No, like I had to watch. I had to see how deliveries were made. Now, granted, I I, it isn't like I've never done like done like public speaking before. I mean, like I said, I'm a pastor. I've, I've I've done public speaking for for other events. I've been in front of people, many many people before. I wasn't afraid to be in front of people. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be funny enough to where people would want to see me again, or that I wouldn't be funny enough to where Adam would look at me and say. Why did I have you come here? <laughs> you wasted everybody's time. Uh, and this was, and nobody is smarter because of it. Like the, you know, from Billy Madison. Anyway, um, if you haven't watched that movie, then I don't even know why you listen to this podcast. So um, I got on stage and I remember telling a joke about my beard. Um, which is a joke that I, I still tell because uh, it, it's fun um, and not very many people have seen that joke. So it's okay to keep using it. Cause again, I'm not famous. So that's how that works. Um, I think I told a joke about uh, maybe I could have been where I talked about motorcycles there. I could have waited to talk about motorcycles in my second time, but anyway, so I did, the, I did it. I, I did the show. Here's the, here's the thing. 100 and 28 people who were who came not counting my family so um or my like my my wife and maybe a couple others so like basically i think there's like 132 people there if i remember the if i remember the correctly that was the number that was supposed to be there adam told me that at that time before you know he he built his venue up to where he got like big bands to come in that kind of stuff but before that i had broke the attendance record at the Wanderlust. That was huge. My first show, one hour, and I did it. I probably did like 57 minutes. Okay. Um, there was a lot of filler. <laughs> I mean, there was filler. Okay. I didn't just keep rolling out jokes, rolling out jokes. I wish I could say I did that. Um, but again, I this was my first time doing it. I was scared to death that I was going to screw something up. And I remember hearing laughter. And I remember saying, this could work. 
And I remember looking over and seeing Adam grabbing more chairs because he didn't he didn't pull he didn't have enough places for people to sit, so he had to get more chairs. He wasn't planning on that many people being there to watch my show. It was incredible. Um, and that was the first time that I got paid to do comedy. And I realized this could happen. Now it wasn't like I got like a million dollars, right? Obviously, otherwise I'd have a more professional looking podcast. Um no, but I but I still got paid and Adam was pleased so much so that he wanted me to come back again. Now, this is where I built up a great relationship with Adam and we did a little comedy special or a comedy event where we had um, some comedians come and I'll talk about that because some stuff happened in that show that I didn't that I didn't expect to happen. Um, great comics that came on. There was one that came on that kind of took it in the wrong direction uh kind of went against what i asked him to do but hey that's that's a story for another day but i did it now here's the message right um i'm not gonna say every person who wants to be a comic just go out just just go down to one just do one hour without even being prepared no i'm not gonna say that i'm gonna say study (laughs) Watch your comedians. Don't just watch them to laugh. Don't just watch them to hear the jokes. Watch the delivery. Watch what they wear. Um, watch how they make eye contact with the audience. Watch how they engage, not just with the audience, but with their jokes. They believe in their jokes. I think there were some jokes that I said that I wasn't very confident in. But again, here's my second time doing comedy, and it was a one-hour show after my, my second time. So I don't recommend that. But I learned, I watched, I wrote, I did not stop writing. I'd be up till two o'clock in the morning writing jokes. And then I would find people to run them by. My wife heard my jokes a lot. Now Natasha's hears my jokes all the time, which is why sometimes she's like, I don't know, like I'll come to your shows, I'll support you, but I hear all your jokes. I Nowadays, I don't tell her every single joke because I want her to be surprised by some of the jokes I tell. Um, but she came and she heard the jokes and she enjoyed them. Um, yeah, like find people you could run your jokes by before just throwing them out there. If you don't have an open mic handy, find people who you can trust to tell your jokes to that will give you good feedback and tell you if they're funny or not, tell you if you're funny or not. Um That'll be honest with you. You don't want yes men. You want people who are going to say whether or not you should be doing this, because if they don't, if they don't think you're funny, like you might be funny in a, in a group, but they may not think that. They might be honest with you and say, "Listen, you won't be good on stage. You're great with us. We think you're hilarious, but you might not be good on stage, and that's okay. You want people to be honest with you because honestly, you don't want to." You don't want to think you can pursue pursue something that's not going to be good. I'm not saying don't try an open mic, um, but also listen to the people who are around you. Find the right people to support you. Find the right people who are going to listen to you. um, But also be willing to listen to them tell you whether or not they think you're going to make it. Um, And then you choose. (laughs) Now, some people would say, don't listen to that. here's, Here's the caveat, right? Believe in yourself. If you want to pursue the dream, pursue the dream. But if you bomb all the time, 
and you're not trying to develop and you're not trying to grow, then that's on you. And if you're not listening to the people around you saying, hey, maybe you should step back or maybe you should slow down or maybe you should rethink your jokes and you just keep going, going, going. That's on you. That's what I'm saying. Listen to the people around you. And if somebody says to you, maybe you need to rethink this, be willing to step back and and rethink it. And if you want to keep going, keep going. But at at least take the value in people sharing with you because you need to listen. But take chances. That's my final thought on this. Take chances. You see, like I took the chance. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Sometimes I think I still don't. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome um, in, in another episode. And I might have some some people on with me to talk about that. But the reality of it is, is that um, I didn't know. But I couldn't not take that risk. I had to do it. And I'm thankful I did. Because honestly, I had a lot of people tell me, they wanted more, not just my family, not just my friends, but other people who were there telling me they want more. Um, so then I knew I had to keep going. So here I am. Keep going. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a journey. It's hard. But that was my second show. My second time on the stage. One hour, 128, 132 people. Um, in the small town of Philippi, West Virginia. And it built a, a beautiful friendship with me and Adam and um, being able to do more comedy there. I think we did several shows there. Um, and I think, I, and I did one more hour special, which I'll talk about that or not our special. I didn't film anything, but I did one hour show um, with new material. Uh, I think I did that within like eight months of doing my first one. Uh, because again, I was dumb. Um, less people came to that show. Um, there were some other factors in that, but less people came to that show. Uh, I mean, you still look, had like a hundred and I think it was like 110 people, something like that. But I mean, still good. Uh, but it was fun. I'll talk about that another time. So that's it, man. That was my second time. And I'm still going. I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll be moving into more stuff about comedy soon. This is just, again, this is just my journey. And I, I'm taking up your time telling it. So that's that's why we're here. <laughs> so again, you've been listening to Taking Up Your Time with Bobby Benavides. If you're enjoying this, if you, if you want to support what I'm doing, um, share the podcast, subscribe, like it, do all that stuff. Um, because, you know, more people involved, the funnier it can get, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and I think I'm going to be creating a Facebook page and Twitter thing for it. And you can start commenting and leaving thoughts. And I might start sharing some things that people share. So that'd be fun. All right. So that's it. That was fun. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.